This is Nick. How can I direct your call? It's me, Irma. Remember me? Uh, of course I remember. Okay, so Jeremy started listening to your podcast, and now he wants a t-shirt. Okay, he's pickier than whiskers at dinner time, and I've seen him lick his own. Okay, well, you're in luck. Podthreads has teamed up with QTB to release a limited edition collaboration shirt that you can only get at podthreads.com. He's also what we moms in the 90s called husky, so do you have sizes to fit his largest circumference? Irma, you're in luck. Podthreads has recently added new sizes along with a myriad of new designs for all their merchandise and accessories. Oh, sweet Susan Sarandon. Thank you, sweetie. Surely I can repay the favor somehow. Perhaps a dinner date at Olive Garden? Please hold while we redirect your call. I hope they're redirecting me to the single men department. Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What's going on? This is Nick. Welcome to the QTB podcast here, filling in for Bruno. As we air a very special and our first ever clip show, The Best of QTB, as you know, we covered a lot of content during our E3 coverage, five consecutive episodes, five days in a row. And we know that for you, the listener, that's going to be, you know, a a lot of uh, content for you to catch up on that you wouldn't normally have, you know, set up in your pod rotation. So we want to make sure that we give you a chance to catch up on that content and also catch our breath as well. So in lieu of a normal episode today, we're going to be airing this Best of Clip Show which I think is great because we've already made it through 50 episodes and there's so many moments that were just laugh out loud funny or made us smile or had, you know, just took an unusual turn that I think would be great for us to highlight. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this episode. We will be resuming our normal QTB podcast starting on our next episode on Saturday and we'll be right back into the flow of things uh, just the way that you are used to. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So let's dive right into it. Our first highlight clip, and this comes all the way from back in episode 16, uh, one of the moments where I just completely caught Bruno off guard. I don't know where I came up with this idea for the joke, but sometimes things just just hit you, where a conversation about high school basketball takes a very interesting turn. Let's listen. So Knockout City, one that we know is not oh. an exclusive, but man, Bruno, you know, that that last uh, reveal at the Nintendo Direct got me excited for it, but boy, yeah. did this seal the deal, because the gameplay in this, and that's what we mostly got from this, is a much deeper dive on the gameplay. Oh my gosh, it looks so much fun. I, I It's it's crazy to me thinking of, of all the ideas that have been exhausted in gaming, how we have not had a, a good dodgeball game. I, right? I, I remember <laughs> there was like a dodgeball game for the NES. There was Super Dodgeball for the SNES. And I don't think the there SNES. was, yeah, that's what I call it. Big deal, big whoop, SNES. big whoop. Um, that, you know, I, I I can't think of any other like well-known or even good or decent dodgeball games. Like what the heck happened? We didn't, do we have, did we, did we, we didn't even have dodgeball. We had dodgeball. Did we? we? Did. Okay. Yeah, and it was, I was, I was the worst at dodgeball. Like, <laughs> Like in the movies when that one kid, you know, just gets absolutely pelted by just endless amounts of dodgeballs and like a slow like death scene style, you know, going down screaming. That was me. I because <laughs> as I'm sure you were as you were as I'm sure you recall, I was just the worst at gym. 
um, that I was, I was like, yeah. Just gym in general, yes. all of gym. Yes. <laughs> our, our class, it's so funny. Our, our class, um, even after you had, you had left there towards like middle school, historically, and I'm sure we still hold the record to this day, we were the most unathletic class like in the history of our school, we had like Jimmy. And if Jimmy, if you're listening, good job, Jimmy, because you, you held it down. <laughs> there was no one else. It was just Jimmy. Um, and he was really good at basketball. So that's good. But like we we were useless to that school. Um, they couldn't get us out the door fast enough. So <laughs> it's, I, love the, I just love the idea of a school hating an entire <laughs> like an entire class because they're not athletic. Like the graduation <laughs> photo on the wall just ends up being Jimmy. <laughs> just him class of 2005 jimmy it seems like a teen movie of just like a, a group of you know a group of scrappy kids who yeah. are more into academics or chess and just yeah that was us <laughs> and their school hates them and yeah. you know the schools like got the best <laughs> basketball team basketball team in in the state and then you just got them and they're like we're the chess yeah. team <laughs> what was what was amazing about it was afterwards after we graduated and this was like five years later they sent out like a, 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 a an invitation that they would soon come to regret where they offered to have like an alumni basketball game um where like anybody that you know had graduated could come and play you know basketball for like for charity you know as a fundraiser oh, for the school and so i had said to some of my friends i'm like Hey guys, how funny would it be if we all signed up for this and showed up and we're just like the like the polar opposite of the Harlem Globetrotters, um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, of the the, the polar the, the Martinsburg the- like <laughs> Earth Ploppers, you know, and just. <laughs> I don't know where I get this stuff, Bruno. <laughs> He's gone. We've lost him, folks. That's the best. That's the best thing I've ever heard. We're not good enough to be globetrotting. Yeah. So we just are the earth ploppers. <laughs> this is our one and only gig, guys. So we better make it count. Oh, my God. I'm dying. Uh, that's going to be our next T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my but gosh. Uh, yeah, needless to say, they they changed the rules after we signed up and like, oh, we meant people that actually played basketball. It's like, thanks. So you you meant Jimmy. Go get Jimmy. You meant Jimmy. Jimmy the is one a one man team. Yeah. I played basketball in gym that one time. Oh my god. Yes, indeed, the Martinsburg Earth Ploppers, the able-bodied Martinsburg Earth Ploppers, I believe, was the full title Bruno gave it. Still don't know where I got that name from, but just a really funny conversation. And we do have that t-shirt available at quitthebuilt.com slash community. The Martinsburg Earth Ploppers, a tee or tank top if you want to go more of a traditional basketball jersey route. Well, for our next clip, we have to go back to this one, which actually aired fairly recently, episode 43 of the podcast, where we talked about the Far Cry 6 trailer that showed the now infamous Macarena gun. And it leads into an interesting conversation about apparently how I know just far too much about one-hit wonders. Let's listen. Far Cry 6. Yes. We got that first, you know, in-depth gameplay trailer that really showed off a lot of what we can expect to see in the game. Of course, uh, the game features a uh, protagonist named Danny. And and, and essentially what is a uh, kind of a recreation of Cuba, kind of a fictional version of Cuba. 
Um, and just, you know, the, the, the typical Far Cry style. You got a chance to watch that, right? Oh, I did, man. And I got to tell you, Nick, I I was, as I was going through the trailer, I was like, yeah, okay, typical f- Far Cry stuff, you know, nothing really new. And then all of a sudden, this guy pulls out a little gun and he's playing the Hey Macarena song. Hey Macarena. <laughs> and... It just so happens that he's shooting blank CDRs yeah. at this at this enemy, and mm-hmm. that was an instant sell for me. Okay, well, any a- a- game- apparently. <laughs> Apparently, it's it's their CDRs that have just the Macarena burned onto them, right? Because it's it's playing the CD before you shoot them. I guess either that or it's it's hooked up, um, you know, to to pause or something every time it shoots out. I don't know the mechanics of right. this because I'm not an engineer. But I got news for you: all I need in my life is a Macarena gun that shoots out blank CDRs. But that's bold because those are like liquid gold now, Nick. I found a couple blank cdrs and dvdrs in my like closet area mm-hmm. earlier this week and i was like oh my gosh do you realize that this is like something that doesn't exist anymore nick they don't right. make you them anymore you can't burn cds you, anymore it's well, crazy you can, to think about but you can't buy you can yeah. i mean you can still get like disc burners but you can't go into yeah. a store and buy yeah. blank cds Right. Correct. Like, where are you getting blank CDs from? eBay? Maybe. 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 Yeah. You know, I remember walking into my, uh, I want to say it was a uh, Office Max and picking up a, a disc burner and some CDRs oh, and popping yeah. that bad boy into my gateway PC, cow box and all. Oh, man. And, I, I don't know uh, yeah. why they did the cow box, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Michael had mm-hmm. one of those too. Remember that? He had a oh, gateway. Yeah. He was like one of the first people that I've ever seen had a gateway PC. Back yeah. in the day, those huge tower things Absolute that you were like. Of a monitor. Yeah, yeah. Now they were like, we can fit everything into the back of uh, pretty much what a monitor is now. And here you go. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we were back there setting up like huge studios to just house the computer. You yeah. get the wheelbarrow, honey. We're not going to be able to lift it without some type of crane or something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we, I think we were just intentionally using this story as a way to talk about uh, CDRs and, and the Macarena. Cause yeah. I mean, that's what everybody's talking about. And you know, when you have a, a game like far cry and you have a number like six at the end, you, you know, you've got, a, and, and there's also, you know, spinoff ones that don't have a number behind it. You got to have something and you're right. Yeah. Like you can't just show another location, another, you know, uh, you know, a charismatic evil guy to go after. Um, you have to have something that subverts expectations and they're kind of going almost like the just cause route of just having these progressively more and more ridiculous weapons. Even before the Macarena gun, there was that, uh, that sardine can like drum, drum gun, where I guess you're shooting like sardines at people. I had to look at that one twice. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's that's what what I said. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we want some. You know? See, that's what video games need. We don't need to be grounded in reality. And we there are games for that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Battlefield, I think, is obviously the most traditional shooter in that respect. And Call of Duty has tried to take some steps outside with things like the ray gun and and zombie modes and whatnot. But just embracing the fact that you can make a game that shoots out CDs while you play the Macarena is is incredibly creative (laughs) and exactly why video games were made. This is why we play 
video games to be able to do to do these types of things yeah. you know i was playing uh destroy all humans earlier oh this, the remake or, yeah. yeah and oh man so mm. much fun if you guys haven't picked it up or checked out destroy all humans they did a remake for it did it come out for all platforms uh i think i think it even came out on stadia Oh, hey, yep. yeah, well, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. So um, definitely check it out. It's just, it's exactly what video games were for. You, Your job is to just be an alien and destroy everything in your path. I mean. That's all I need. For that's all you need from life, mm-hmm. really. That just take out your frustrations on that. I mean, because honestly, there are times, Nick, when I'm out in public that I that I kind of wish I was an alien destroying all, all of humans because <laughs> I can't deal with them. I can't deal you with know, those traffic Timmy. jams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, little Timmy man has just been the bane of this podcast from episode one. I don't one. know. I don't even know what he did this time. He he probably. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even mad at little Timmy because it's not his fault. It's Karen's fault. His yeah. mom for not disciplining him. Dang right. it, Karen. Timmy's <laughs> replaceable, right? Like a yeah. dinosaurs. We're gonna need another Timmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna need another Timmy. Yeah. Get in. Yeah, dude, it's fine. That's no big yeah. deal. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm just I'm glad to see this kind of fun. You know, I I am not removed from the uh the novelty and the fun of just a a, a cheap laugh that comes from a gimmick weapon. Yeah. You know you're not going to use it forever, but man, when you do and you first get it, it's going to be just just hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, Tons of fun. You know, I I ha- I have to put I have to get this story in. So I, uh, I know we talked about it before. I know more than I should about some music, especially like one hit wonders. Yeah. I don't know why I care so much about them, but I do. And that song is very much a one hit wonder. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. we had this whole like, you know, corporate meeting thing at work where they brought us all in. It's about, you know, leadership in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And they, the guy had this like prepared spiel, like he's a, he's a professional speaker and he wanted to talk about how we all know about the Macarena. Yeah. So his whole thing is like, okay, raise your hand. Who knows the Macarena? Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone raises their hand, right? Everyone yeah. in that room was like above the age of 30. And then he's like, okay, who knows who sings the Macarena? Ooh. And only one hand stayed up, Bruno. <laughs> and it was this guy. And I'm like, he like looks at me because I he I know he that that's not how the presentation's supposed to go. I have derailed this thing. And so he calls me out on it. He's like, oh yeah, who is it? And I'm like, uh, oh, sir, that would be uh 1960s uh Spanish Latin pop and dance duo Los Del Rio. <laughs> Los Del Rio. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, yeah, you're the first person. This guy's been given, like, corporate presentations, like, across the nation. No. Like, you're the first person. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think the rest of that that entire speech, like, was the same. I think we got, like, the alternate timeline version of it. Because she wasn't I just, ready. She wasn't ready. <laughs> That's him up there. Yeah, no. Exactly. No. no. <laughs> ruined. Ruined. Absolutely I wasn't prepared ruined. for this scenario. Oh, man. You but, were the uh, only, and you, I guarantee, like, yeah. he will remember that presentation for the rest of your life, right? Yep. Like, there's instances that come across <laughs> your, your, that come into your life where you're like, I'm going to be remembered and for for what I don't know and then this is it. This guy is going <laughs> this to be is my like, legacy. Yeah, yeah, this is your legacy. Like literally he's going to do this from now until yeah. this is his job, right? From now yeah. until he's dead and he's always going to have that one story of the one guy who knew that what is it Los Del Rio? Los Del Rio. <laughs> That's who they were. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yep, they showed up. That's for sure. They, they did not come up. back. <laughs> 
What absolutely cracks me up about that conversation is we were just looking, uh, myself and Bruno, they showed a reveal for the Macarena emote for Fortnite. So there you go. It's coming full circle. The Macarena is very much back right now. So Los Del Rio, I don't know what you're doing out there, but now's your time to shine. Another great highlight clip from the show. Hope you're enjoying this. I'm having a lot of fun going back through both me and Bruno kind of just talking about our favorite moments moments from the show, and we're getting to share them with you right now. This next clip is one of my all-time favorites, and it is a conversation about a story where there was a Pokemon card heist uh, in Japan. Someone actually rappelled down from a roof and stole Pokemon cards. But it leads into a very unexpected conversation and answers a very important question. Just how far will Bruno go to get a hold of McDonald's sweet and sour sauce? Let's find out. What's not okay though, Bruno, is that what? people are like like going to McDonald's and snapping up all the Happy Meals because they had the see that's the American yeah. equivalent. See, in Japan, he repels down from a roof into a Yu Gi Oh slash <laughs> Pokemon trading card store, and in America, we rob freaking McDonald's for Happy Meals. <laughs> Give me all goodies. your Happy Meals. <laughs> Give me all the Happy Meals now. And I swear, if I don't get a first edition Pikachu, you're done. Call Sears, please, quick. We have no jurisdiction over there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we have no jurisdiction. Sears police the don't have jurisdiction, jurisdiction anywhere now. It would be the Walmart police because yeah. there is that one McDonald's in the Walmart, and you're just like, what? How is there McDonald's just like chilling here in the Walmart? Like that McDonald's always hit different, and I'm not sure what was off about it, but there was just something yeah, what, about. Well, you, yeah. you think it was there's something off about it or something? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Mm, I th- one yeah. thing I did like about that McDonald's, they used to like legit leave out like the huge tub of uh, sweet and sour sauce oh, yeah? that you could like pump. That was your jam. And I like low key wanted to take that thing so bad. Like I seriously did. I-, I was like, <laughs> I know there's a thousand cameras around because I worked yeah. in LP. So like I knew there were a thousand cameras going around <laughs> everywhere. I was like, I'll never make it out of the store with it alive. Like yeah. I'll never get there <laughs> because the Walmart was on the back of the end of the, or the, excuse me, the McDonald's was on the back end of the Walmart, Nick, so it wasn't like I was going to be able to make my way <laughs> to the front of the store with a whole, like, big old gallon jug of sweet and sour sauce without turning some heads. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm just imagining you showing up with like a one gallon container of just like not just an empty jug and just like looking around. It's like Ocean's Eleven, but the goal is just getting some sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, see, everybody out there knows everybody out there who loves sweet and sour sauce knows that struggle. And I guarantee you if they were there, they'd have had the same thought cross their oh mind. Like, boy, I don't know. I see. I've never wanted to really steal anything. Like, yeah. I've never really wanted to steal diamonds. Or, but that one <laughs> definitely wanted to steal that sauce. That's all it takes. <laughs> sauce. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I have five uh, supersized drinks, please? No liquid and no ice. Don't ask me why. <laughs> it's none of your business. I'm paying full price for these cups. <laughs> I'm paying full price. Can you just? Do you have any buckets back there? Like you put chicken in? Because I could use one of those too. <laughs> Whatever you got. Um, and if you could just, if you could just. Here's ten bucks. If you could just not look forward for about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you like seriously like when you ask like when you tell them that you like want more sauce and then they're like 
is 25 cents. Come on now. Like, what, what, am I, oh my gosh. You mean it's going to cost me a dollar, a whole dollar to get four? I'll give you $5, Bill. Load that, load that chiz up. Let's get some sauce on these nuggets. <laughs> That's what I want. Wow, man. I was, I was not ready for that story. Just the, the thought of you me trying either. to make, it, make an escape route, you know, with the schematics all laid out for how you were going to get home with uh, a lifetime I supply. Did. Of- there, there was no like emergency exit no. either. Like I just, I couldn't. Yeah. The, the McDonald's employees wouldn't care. It was the other, it was the other Walmart LP. They would have watched me for oh, yeah. sure. They, they, as soon as I walked in there, like this guy's going to steal some sweet and sour. I can feel it. Some guy in a suit was going to go and <laughs> take you down. Sir, do you have a receipt for that? Cause that's what I used to ask people. <laughs> do, you, do you have, do a, receipt have a receipt for that giant for jug giant of, of sweet and sour sweet sauce? Sour jug? No, sir. I don't have a receipt for it. <laughs> I brought it with me. <laughs> I take it everywhere. I, yeah. take this, I buy wholesale yeah. <laughs> straight from Mickey D's himself. That's right. Oh my <laughs> gosh. But uh, yeah, just a crazy story. And uh, just, I don't know, the idea of someone rappelling into a uh, a store to uh, steal Pokemon cards is, uh, is crazy. And you know, he should have known from the Pokemon games, Bruno, that when you have a rope, you're supposed to use the escape rope to escape the dungeon, not yeah. to go in the yep. dungeon. So that was, that was his mistake is he should have just fallen right into the store and then use the escape rope to get out. That's just Pokemon 101. So you blew it. Yeah. Or he either that or he didn't have uh, Pokemon that new flash. Yes. You know, so he could, <laughs> that's could find his way out of there. So <laughs> dang, oh, I just, you know, I just imagine him sitting there talking with the, the cops and being like, how much? did you make out with well quite a bit of pokemon cards but you know (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that like the if you okay so this would have been a really interesting story because i'm pretty sure if you're like close to ten thousand dollars that's like grand theft right and if you're like under five thousand or something that it's just a misdemeanor so the fact that he only got away at least in america like the fact that he only got away with you know two thousand some real dollars means that it was probably just like a misdemeanor versus like, hey, <laughs> I'm just misdemeanor Miyagi over here. I'm just no imagining. I'm imagining this guy like you know uh, he he's been detained and like there's some game show announcer that's like, well, with your total amount stolen and cash and prizes, you just got ten thousand five hundred and sixty eight dollars. Congratulations, that's grand theft. How much is that guy in a circle, sir? That's you. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> Well, there you have it. If you have some extra packets of McDonald's sweet and sour sauce, just send those over to Bruno. He's probably going to give you a great price for him if he's willing to conduct an Ocean's Eleven-style heist just to get some of it out of his local McDonald's. Well, as always, we want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Pierce Unlimited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit pierceunlimited.com. Lots of great services there on the website from Bruno um, at Pierce Unlimited. And even uh, recently, he added the ability if you want to have a a podcast consultation, he's got a lot of great marketing skills um, that have contributed to the success of this podcast, and he can put that to work for you as well. Check that website again, pierceunlimited.com to schedule your consultation today. Our next clip comes from a conversation about Disney-themed cruise ships. That leads me to reveal one of my closest held secrets about my life as a child performer. Oh boy, here we go. 
you can actually go on there and it's more geared towards like the Avengers and uh, the superhero aspect of Disney versus, you know, characters like right. Mickey and Minnie. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do that with Star Wars. I'm sure there's going to be like a Star Wars ship. Absolutely. You know, they, they, yeah. they might as well just do the galaxy. I'm pretty sure that's one of their ship's names. They just need to turn that into the Star Wars ship. I want a Death Star <laughs> cruise ship. <laughs> it's a giant ball floating out in the water. <laughs> that would be actually pretty cool. I'm a, I, are you kidding me? Like I, I booked that now. I don't care if it's in 15 years. I'm, I'm ready. What, what is that? A ship? That's no ship. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Death Star. That's no cruise ship. <laughs> just, just the thought, Bruno, of of being in a theme park the size of Disney World with yeah. you know a Zelda themed area and a Mario themed area and just every IP you can think of having some kind of representation. I, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. I think that's the other <laughs> other problem that you have with with spaces like that where that you were talking about where it's like, well, yeah, if yeah. you're going to go to Florida, you got to go to Disney World. Like you can't, yeah. you can't not go to Disney World. Your kid, you that's wouldn't stupid. allow it, and your kids wouldn't let you <laughs> do that to them. So, yeah. you know, I, and that's, a, that's an issue because I think a lot of people when they plan trips out there, they think of of Orlando or uh, Universal Studios as kind of an afterthought of like, here's the extra thing that we get, especially because Disney yeah. tries to sell you the packages that keep you in the park, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we've got all these different parks and you can't, you can't do them in, you know, one or two days. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're planning a one week vacation, it's tough to make time. And that's kind of the problem, right? Is that you, you can get out to these other spots. Like, you know, I'm obviously, I'm going to be spending as much time as I can in, in Super Nintendo World. And yeah. my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. So of course we're going to go to their spot as well. Yeah. And it's just like, man, it's, Stuff like that, you blink and it's just like the experience is gone and it's so hard mm. to to savor it and drink it in when there's there's always something else that needs to get done in order for you to feel like you got your money's worth. Yeah, that's I remember going to to Disney World as a kid. I've gone twice, uh, once where we stayed at the park the whole time and then once where we split down the middle and did uh, half park, half cruise. And they were both awesome, but you're right. We literally ran from one park to the next right. to try and fit everything in. And we, we at the time, this was in the, uh, I think it was in 2001 around there, 2000, 2001, okay. um, is when we went and it like, we still booked our vacation a year in advance and, you know, it was still expensive and still had to rush to and from all these different places to get the full the full Disney experience. So you're right. I mean, when people think about going to Orlando around that area, they never think Disney's never the afterthought. Yeah. Universal Studios is always the afterthought. Right. So it they're has not to gonna be. like Yeah. Yeah. So I think with something like Super Nintendo World, they can clearly come in and say, we have enough to to really bring in and have people stay here like they do at Disney. Yeah. Especially if we open it up, open it up to different Nintendo uh, IPs like we've been talking about. Uh, there's just there's so many different things that they're going to be able to to do that Disney won't necessarily be able to to provide like right. that video game aspect. They're not really going to be able to provide that the same way that Nintendo would. So it's going to be really interesting to see for sure. I got to say, you know, you're talking about a, a Disney cruise. I'm a little jealous, man, because the only cruise that I ever went on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, a little something called the Big Red Boat. <laughs> 
back in the day, man. I remember, I remember you going on the big red boat, right? And I had never heard of this cruise line before in my life. No one ever heard about after. (laughs) Go, I don't know what happened to the big red boat. There was a big red boat. It was a big red boat. It was. Oh, and yeah, I think I think we got like. Like like cheap costumes of like Bugs Bunny and like Daffy Duck. I think they had like Looney Tunes access. Well, so they were like partner with Warner Brothers. I guess or? so. Yeah, but it was like this <laughs> '90s cruise line that oh, it was as, as tacky as it. I, I I wish we had kept the promotional VHS they sent us because oh. I don't know if I ever told. I, you, I think I probably told you this when I went on that boat. I didn't realize this until way later, but I was basically exploited for labor. Because they they have this story what? where what? or that this oh, <laughs> no, wait yes no, I remember this yes I remember this story <laughs> oh my god banana bunch is this the one where they like made you be like yeah like perform <laughs> for like adults yes essentially? yes <laughs> yes and it was such a novel idea at It'll the time be fun. because my parents are like oh you know he's so talented we got to get him up there they they they, they think he's got something you know and what what they what <laughs> basically did was something. when you got on the boat they were scouting I guess for kids that just like looked like they had like a you know stage personality and i guess that does sum me up and they it was like me and five other kids and they were like hey you know you want to do a show and so of course we're going to say yes and there was like a rehearsal for it and we were called the banana bunch the banana, the banana I knew, bunch I knew you were going to be called like the banana boat crew yeah, or something yeah, 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 like yeah. that you and had it was been. so it was so dumb there was like this this like lady named like Carmen Banana that was dressed up like uh the Chiquita lady with the the fruit hat and all that <laughs> And yeah. we came out and we would do like, you know, you know, Nick, Nick, Bobic, banana fan of, you know, and like the, it was, I, I, my stage name was Nutty Nicholas. Nick. I had one of those like shiny, like vests that you wear that serve no practical purpose other than just being a shiny you vest. such a great childhood. Oh man. <laughs> this is yeah. why we, this is exactly why we're doing the Nostalgia Vault yes. episodes because between the virtual boy and your, <laughs> your time as a performer on the, the big, big red, red boat, <laughs> what you do as a child, Nick? Well, yeah. I was a traveling performer for a cruise line. For like a, yeah, for like a day. I should, I should sue them. I don't know if there's like a, like a a, like a statute of limitations on exploiting child labor. Like I never, I never got the terms paid for that. of agreement that you had. See, yeah. you were in international water, waters. Oh, then, maritime so they couldn't law. Do anything. Yep, they got maritime me. law. Those jerks. <laughs> oh yeah, and I had like the cheesy sequined vest and everything to go with it. It was an adventure. I, I probably didn't get that restored on DVD in time. You know how VHSs go pretty quickly over the years, but uh, maybe I'll be able to salvage that one day rummaging through my my parents' attic. Well, we're going to go out with a big, a big one. This is a quick clip, but this was so funny. As you may have heard on recent episodes, Bruno started using a soundboard, which is one of the funniest things we've ever done. Great addition to the show. And this is when he first decided to put in this new kind of stinger transition. Um, and when I asked him to repeat it, well, you, you'll, you'll hear for yourself. Here we go. Today is Sunday, June 31st, and it is 8.34 a.m., and we are... Do it again. Do it again. Do a barrel roll. I don't think that was intentional. No. But it happened. Do it again. Do a barrel roll. Oh, the show's over, folks. Go home. Wow. 
do a barrel roll. That's right. Well, that's going to about do it for our very first QTB best of episode. I had a lot of fun putting this together. And if there's a, a clip that you think should be in a future best of episode, let us know. They're on our Twitter at quit the build. We're on all social media platforms. You can see all of them at quitthebuild.com slash community. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters like Nick Nick, Epic Capture Productions, The Dudist Monk, and Indie Gamiacs. If you would like a shout-out each and every episode, check us out at patreon.com slash quitthebuild. Tiers start as low as just $2 a month, and every tier is going to get you access to our QTB Nostalgia Vault bonus episodes. We just launched our June episode, which is about our favorite retro games. Definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of this podcast. And thanks so much, as always, for your support. It means the world to us. Again, we will resume our regular content this upcoming episode on Saturday and dive right back into the news. Thanks so much for being a part of the QTB family. Hard to believe uh, that we're capping off uh, 50 episodes here with a best of, but it, it happens uh, and many more to come. Like Bruno and I uh, have been saying, we're just going to do this until we're, we're dead. You know, just keep on going. Why stop now? So again, thanks as always for Bruno. I'm Nick. We'll see you next time on the QTB podcast. As Bruno would say, peace out. What it do? Oh,